section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Joey Fuck Up here, Whiskey and Water Beds number 40, here at the Coffee Pot this evening. Uh, big show lined up tonight. I've uh, got the flat tires here, Mad Brother War and the Dividers, Angry Youth, the Screws from D.C. Um, fucking, it's a big show. I'm drinking a Paps Blue Ribbon right now. Buzzing like hell. Killed a Four loco on the way here. Um, we start <laughs> <laughs> Something funny, Brian. No. And uh, the beginning song by the Flat Tires was Paying Dues Again. And I was, I was going to make a joke about Brian paying dues tonight by giving hand jobs in the parking lot for beer money, but he's yeah. not drinking tonight. He's no, drinking ice drinking. water. I'm drinking water. It's, uh, boy, do I want a beer tonight. But I'm going to hold back and not drink. I think what it is is he's got a piece of ass lined up this evening. He wants to make sure he's full. He ain't going to be a whiskey dick, Brian, and be a full-fledged uh, soaring eagle. Is that what you're doing <laughs> tonight, Brian? What's up, Brian? No, no, no peace. Uh, just uh, I'm fat, and uh, drinking and being fat doesn't, you know, it works, but uh, losing weight and drinking doesn't. So, yeah. Well, that's, a, that's a great story, Brian. <laughs> 
Actually, I am proud of Brian. Uh, he's been working out, been doing a lot of uh, interesting arts and crafts types things. But me, on the other hand, I've been doing the same old shit that I usually do, you know, drinking in the bathroom at work, you know, pissing my wife off, and, you know, just being an all-around menace of sobriety. Because I'm Joey Fuck Up! <laughs> Here on Whiskey Wild number 40, we're going to our first set.
All right, Whiskey Brian here. Whiskey and Water Bets, number 40 at the Coffee Pot. So, what did you just hear? You heard the Dictators with Young, Fast, Scientific. That was off the Manifest Destiny album. Brimstone Howl with M60. That was uh, off their album Big Deal, What's He Done Lately? It's off of uh, Alive Records. Demon Beat with Bad Man. Uh, that's a, a new song, um, of course, off a new record, uh, Shit, We're 23. Of course, released on Big Bullet Records. Racky Erickson with Don't Shake Me Lucifer. The Dead Boys with Ain't Nothing to Do. And that was off the Young, Loud, and Snotty album. And, of course, a lot of people say there's nothing to do here in Roanoke, but uh, there is tonight. We've got a great show here at the Coffee Pot. Flat Tires, Screws, Angry Youth, Mad Brother Ward. It's going to be amazing. But uh, we got plenty more music to play, and we're going to get to it.
Joey Fuck Up here. Guzzling PBR here at the Coffee Pot, show number 40. We hit the big 4-0 on this one. 4-0. We actually uh, just bypassed our two-year anniversary. And you know what they say after 40, it's all downhill from here, Brian. <laughs> 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 Not that we were, like, going uphill anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's been a down, downward spiral. Apparently. Um, but anyway, besides all of that, uh, well, they said they had the Memphis Morticians with Phantom Lover. Um, actually got that off the Sounds of Gasoline compilation series that uh, my buddies at the at 800 Bound Gorilla sent me. Um, can't thank those guys enough. Um, out of Bakersfield, California, but literally, I knew they were going to be on this compilation series. I was like, "Hey, dudes, would you mind like burning me like a copy of each volume?" They're like, "Yeah, man, that's no problem." No, they fucking sent me like the actual copies, and I can't thank those guys enough. I've got actually more tunes of their of uh, off those uh, those comps coming up here later in the show. But I thought that was kind of fitting uh, for the show with the flat tires. But after that, we had uh, friends the After Darks with Devil's Poker. That was from the uh, Blood, Sweat, and Gears album. After Darks are now on Facebook, managed by my buddy Marco Gerson, uh, who. If you go back a few shows, and unfortunately I cannot remember which show it was, and I hate to say that because I've been drinking, but we did an interview with uh, Papa Darkness and Marco on, I think it was 36, possibly. Um, but anyway, go through our uh, webpage and look for it, but it's a pretty cool interview. But the After Darks, um, great fucking psychobilly, rockabilly band. Check them out. You'll like them. After that, we had X. <clears throat> Yes, the legendary X with the once over twice. After that, the cramps, Naked Girl Falling Down the Stairs from their Flame Job album. And I hope there's going to be a Naked Girl Falling Down the Stairs at my house tonight that's going to give me a Flame Job. Not really yeah. sure what it all means, but hopefully it's going to be a blowjob that lights me on fire. So after that, flat tires on the loose with playing dudes again. Um, as I'm sitting here drinking some PBR, we're going to go to an interview with Sir Clint from the Flat Tires. And um, you're at the coffee pot. Isn't that right, Whiskey Brian? That is right. Uh, here it is. Take a sip of that beer, boy. All right. Joey Fuck Up here. I'm drinking some more Papsley Ribbon here in the presence of uh, what I'm considering a modern-day legend, Sir Clint and the Flat Tires, which he's giggling about. And the the ri- day dumbass. <laughs> no, no, no. See, so, you know. Back on our last show, we went to Charlotte, and I saw you perform. That was that was a fucking incredible show. I mean, I would actually put you up there on the on the uh, same presence as Iggy Pop, Henry Rollins, Johnny Cash. Some big boots, brother. It's some big boots that you can feel. I, I mean, I seriously, I mean, that was a fucking hell of a show that you threw on. I fucking saw beer cans flowing, beer spewing, chicks jumping on stage, throwing <laughs> shit. You get off the of stage, you're bleeding from the forehead. I mean, it was just a fucking... It was like if Black Flag played Hee Haw. It was just fucking amazing. <laughs> God damn it, it was great. But uh, and I know we, you know, we talked a little bit on uh, on the last show and stuff. Um, flat tires, the duration. You guys have been together what, two, three years? Five. Or five. Yeah, okay. This is uh, 2005. This is when we started it off. 
before then, um, now were you in a band previously before that? or Nope. Never? Never. Really? Never. So how did the culmination of Flat Tires, I mean, how did it happen that you became the you know, lead no, singer? I've always, I've always been in rock and roll and, and country. Uh, it's just what I've always been into. And, I've, you know, whether it was Texas or North Carolina, I was always going to punk shows and this and that and whatever. And, uh, you know, so I always went to a bunch of shows in the local scene and all that stuff and was friends with all the guys that were in bands and all that shit. And, and, and uh, we kind of just always talked about getting together and doing something. And just because we kind of all were losing touch, getting old and stuff. And it basically started off as a an excuse to get together on Sundays at my house and drink beer together and they were all musicians and you know I wasn't so what do you have to do and you, do that, you sing you know and make a fool out of yourself so anyway that's where that kind of came from and uh, our, our first drummer we talked about it for like four or five years and and our first drummer at the time who's now the drummer for anti-scene uh, he he uh, called me one day and said well god damn when the fuck are we gonna can I cuss on here Oh, you okay. fucking He said, well, God damn, when the fuck are we going to do it? And I was like, I guess Sunday. So that's how, it, that's how it started. And I called the other guys up. I guess Phil wants to do it Sunday. So anyway, we all got together, and it, we didn't do nothing, but we played for two months in my basement on Sundays just having fun. And our local scene was really bad as far as uh, – not. I don't, sorry, wrong word. It wasn't bad. It was just really serious. Our, our local scene was very serious, like – you talking uh, Hickory? Yeah, okay. it was. It's a really. It was like Hickory has a real big noise scene, noise rock and oh, okay. and, and metal, real heavy metal, and and uh, you know, and that's cool. Don't don't get me wrong. That stuff is cool. Uh, but all the guys in my band were in that, and still are. I mean, not they're still not not all of them. One of uh, my new drummer, he's currently in some stuff, but it was really serious, like heavy, heavy, heavy music. So for it was kind of like, man, let's just do some. Some, some fun, fun shit, you know. We actually were gonna tr- we were actually gonna try to be a country band. Right. Okay. We just thought that would be funny. Like, let's sure. be a country band, and none of us were country enough just to pull off being country. And then all of a sudden, one day, we just quit trying to be anything, and just the flat tires kind of just sprung out of that. So, you know, that's that's where it came from. But uh, we we just uh, and then uh, somebody came over to my house, and I don't remember why. But we were down there practicing, and they were like, would you come? It was a girl, and she was like, would you come play a birthday party? And we were like, okay. <laughs> it Are you serious? <laughs> like, so we did, and then that's where it went from there. So, Wow. But was it at Chuck E. Cheese? No, it was. It was. It was uh, I think it was. The rat a, couldn't play that day, or something. It was at a, in a basement at a house. Was, oh wow! Yeah, it was in a basement at, uh, at a house. Remember that? And we played with like these real heavy, 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 like slow, like metal bands. And wow! Like yeah. <laughs> It was like, okay, but it was a great show. Girls started dancing and stuff, which is what we we had talked about originally was we were tired of seeing all the guys playing at the shows and all the girls were sitting at the bar with their arms crossed, like looking up in the air, waiting for, you know. Bored. Yeah, and it was just kind of like, man, let's just do something fun. Like, you know, and that's that's kind of where it, where it came from, really, wow. I mean. And then we got invited to do a show in Charlotte by uh, Dave Childers and the Modern Don Juan at the Double Door Inn, which is which is unheard of to get a show there. It's it's very 
needless to say, we've never been invited back. But that was our first. <laughs> that was our first out of town show, and yeah, it got really Motley Crue. It got really. <laughs> it got real Tommy Lee in there real quick, man. Shit was flying. Shout <laughs> the devil or theater of pain. It, it was, <laughs> it was uh, Dr. Feelgood. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it got really, yeah, it got it got really hardcore and fun. Kind of like Bon Jovi there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't go Bon Jovi. It was, it was Tommy Lee, man. It was definitely Tommy and Pamela. Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I got you. All right, I hear you. All right. Um, you know, anybody that listens to your tunes, of course, they can hear the influences rolling through. Right. Um, it's a, it's almost like um, if you're channeling, you're obviously channeling all the you know a lot of the outlaw country that's coming in through now. Absolutely. In particular, like when you take when you hear it, I mean, when you try to do it, I mean, what comes through? Bevan Co, Cash, Jennings, Waylon, Shooter. Hank three, this is just all a culmination together. I mean, <laughs> man, I, not so much Hank three, and that's not a knock or nothing. It's just you know he's a, he's a pretty he he's still to me he's you know pretty fresh. So, sure. Uh, or do you just maybe like older man like Roy Acuff shit okay. man like I, I like that shit like I dig that shit yeah and then okay. and definitely Waylon. Uh, you know, but definitely the punk rock side, you know, I mean, is there as well. So it's, uh, God damn, I ain't drunk enough to do this shit, y'all. It's like, <laughs> in other words, if you if Buck Owens was asked to sing Lee for the Ramones or something, maybe. Probably. Yeah, that's that's yeah. actually what we've always told people. Actually, if you really want to get down to the nuts and bolts, Merle Haggard, the Ramones, Chuck Berry. Okay. And a fucking blender. I mean, yeah. that, 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 or actually my more more so than anything else, which some people, most people don't consider him a country artist. M- my personal hero and 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 biggest influence is Jerry fucking Lee Lewis. Oh, I yeah. mean, that's like flaming piano, yeah. shit being caught on fire, fucking your cousin. I mean, that's fucking heavy rock and roll to me. Underage I mean, cousin at that. It doesn't get any heavier. <laughs> it doesn't get any heavier or any more punk rock or any more country to me than that. I mean, like, that's just... <laughs> That's just the cream of the crop, and, yeah. and and definitely you know the Ramones, definitely the Ramones, and uh, Anti Scene, very big, oh, very yeah. big influence on us. I mean, we've been going to their shows for twenty fucking years. I mean, you know, so uh, my first uh, punk rock rock and roll experience, I was uh, I think I was fourteen years old, just a little skate kid. Okay. Skate punk, whatever. Anyway, uh, you were, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, and uh, there was a. We didn't know what to do in Hickory back then. You sure had fucking mohawk or skater cut or whatever. Like we were so young, we just didn't know what to do. Like we didn't know what punk rock was. Is fucking Hickory, North Carolina, fucking. Anyway, there was a quote rock show, metal show going on at this armory in town. So we went to it. And, you know, when you're, like I said, you're 14, 14, 15 years old, don't remember exactly, but we're all sitting in front of the stage area, like, with our legs crossed, Indian style, like fucking little (laughs) hippies, because we think we're being cool, we have no clue. Oh, and it was a barrage. I don't even remember the bands that played, it was just 
they were wearing leopard skin leotard thingies or whatever you call that crap and spandex and all that shit and the band's like eh, doing all that <laughs> 80s fucking hair metal shit and it was just, but we didn't know any better so we're like just sitting there watching it you know indian style and all of a sudden the bands are done these the band that played is done and i get kicked in the fucking head and the uh, I turn around and it's like fucking Jeff Clayton from Anti-Scene <laughs> and he's telling me to get the fuck up this ain't no goddamn college music fucking scene <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know, this ain't Greece God God damn it. get the fuck up this ain't no college music crowd <laughs> and I was like and I'm, man I mean you know all fucking hell breaks loose he's stabbing himself in the fucking face <laughs> with a Gatorade bottle fucking i was just goddamn awestruck man like it was a life-changing experience for me like holy fucking shit <laughs> you know like fucking anyway that, that, that just it changed my life that was uh i was just like holy shit i've never seen anything like that you know like oh, stabbing shit. himself in the head passes out on stage from blood loss fucking 15 minutes later paramedics and shit are hauling his ass out i'm like what in the fuck just happened, man? I got kicked in the head. This motherfucker cussed me out, stabbed himself in the face. Fucking, I was like, okay. And there it went. From there, it was a life-changing experience, and I took off to Texas. And in Texas, I got to see a lot of the greats, you know, social distortion, fucking uh, the cramps. I saw Reverend Horton Heat open for the cramps. Uh, wow. Yeah, when he was just a little Texas guy running around. Everybody, you know, like, look where he's came. And anyways, I just always, you know, was was into it and and uh you know but definitely i i always give props to anti-scene for that reason like uh just and, and also back then what, what a lot of people don't realize is, is back then all the way up even even to current days like if you're from the south and you go to other areas of the country like they hear my accent and you're not you can't be punk rock they make oh, yeah. fun of you they fucking do this they do that you're from the south like and you know anti-scene was one of the first guys that came out and we're like fuck you yeah we are from the south and we'll beat your goddamn ass <laughs> you know so we uh, yeah, we give a lot of props out to them and, and uh which i mean they got the ball rolling on a lot of that like hell stomper definitely hell stomper he's on that song pbr right, exactly. yeah alan i mean king. alan king so uh those are, they, you know, that's just the, the shit a lot of us cut our teeth on, so. Wow. That's just, I just can't imagine. But, um, you guys have probably played a lot of different uh, music festivals, stuff like that. Uh, I think it was just last year, did y'all play the trash Rama? I think it was? Yeah. Uh, was that Raleigh? Uh, that was Raleigh, yeah. Raleigh? Yeah. Um, I know you guys played with Anti-Scene, Joe Buck, um, that whole atmosphere with the hot rods, the tattoo chicks, stuff like that. Is I mean that's that base I mean that's y'all's that's y'all's scene, is it? Or how did that play out for you guys? I mean, was it worth it or or was it just kind of a y'all just feel like it was just like okay. Man, we just fucking play shows, man. I mean I mean a lot of those people a lot of those people are into our shit and that's cool, I dig it and all that, but yeah. uh, uh you said I didn't have to answer questions if I didn't want to, right? Right. right. <laughs> so if you're saying that it just didn't, if it, I don't like scenes, man. I don't like scenes. Okay. You think uh, it's a front or it's fake? A lot of it is. A lot of it's a big, massive front. Most of the, 
I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. No, a lot of those people at a lot of those fucking shows, like four years ago, were totally into Kid Rock. Okay, I got you. You know, and and and. Uh, they're hot topic shoppers, that kind of shit. I, guess. I don't know about all. I don't know where they shop. They're just, runners, is that what you're saying? Well, just a lot of it. A lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of it that ain't. So you know, you kind of got to decipher your way through it. But. Uh, uh, I got you. I'm just real. When it comes to anything that has to do with rockabilly, I get really, I get really funny. Okay. So I, I like you. rock and roll, and I'm very straight up about that. We're a roots-based rock and roll, fucking outlaw, honky stomp, fucking right. punk rock band, and you know it goes that way with any genre. Though, if you get straight into like kitty core punk rock bands, they all dress the same. Yeah, I'm saying like uh, that's kind of my vibe on all that i don't i don't i don't really want to hear anybody's bullshit if they want to come out and have a good time get their balls rocked off we don't give a fuck where it is as far as bands sitting around singing about sock hops and all that shit man i don't even know what the fuck that is i mean i don't even know what the fuck that is i and that's kind of my stance, my stance on that whole like we sing about fucking and fighting that's really all and drinking mad okay. mad quantities of alcohol and, and that's because that's what we know I mean, the true qualities. That's of what we understand is <laughs> right. fighting, fucking, and drinking, and that's what we sing about. And you know, I don't sing about sock hops and fucking whatever. I don't even know. And riding my old '57 down Maine. I don't know nothing about all that okay. shit, man. I, I got don't, you. I, you I know. got you. So there's a division there. There is for us. I mean, a lot of those people like us and accept us, and that's cool. When we first started getting into those shows, it was like they thought we were going to, they were like. It Happy was, days. Well, it was cool because they they were like, a lot of them, a lot of them were like, this ain't fucking rockabilly. And they're looking at each other like, <laughs> what the fuck is it? I don't know, but it's cool. It's Richie Cunningham yeah. with heroin. <laughs> it's, called rock, it's called rock and roll. Right. You know, and, and, and they, they accepted us. But there's a, there's the other half of that crowd that, that, um was like, yeah, man, this is totally not rockabilly. <laughs> Take this pose. I'm going to pose for my MySpace, like, picture with my pompadour, like, fucking, okay. I don't know nothing about all that. I got you. Okay. I, I mean, I hope I didn't, like, insult you on Not that. at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's it's just, uh, it's uh, one of those. You know, and, I mean, like I said, it's not just that scene. That's what I don't like about scenes. You can get into that with any scene you look at. You cannot... You cannot strictly join 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 into us. Well, you can. I guess a lot of bands do, but I just don't like scenes. I mean, uh, right. Rock and roll shouldn't have a scene. It should just fucking just encompass a lot of stuff. I mean, if I hear a band, if I hear a metal band, I mean, goddamn, I listen to Hawkwind all the way up here. You know, okay. I mean, like rock and roll is is is, is supposed to have a bunch of different Hawkwind feels with to Lemmy? it. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay. you know, so I mean, yeah. like. You know, I mean, I just, uh, you, you, you can't cornhole yourself. Yeah, I guess that's I got the right you. word. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Damn, I need another beer. <laughs> All righty. Sorry. No, you're I right. went on a rant. No, that's that's fine. That's, Brian goes on a rant all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or I do, or somebody does. So, well, trust me, we're not censored. Like I said, half of those people, like, are really open-minded and cool. Totally yeah. dig it. And we'll play to them anytime they want us to play to them. A lot of them really aren't, man. They just want, like, 
to pretend like they're in the 50s and shit. And I, I, I'm not in the 50s. I they're, can't pretend like it. I can't pretend like I am. I'm not putting cuffs on my pants, you know, and fucking pretending like I'm. All right, well, if pony you're... boy. <laughs> I'm not doing it, man. I'm not. Stay golden. I wear my hair, you know. I've been. Good. Well, they take shit from you too, man. Like I've been greasing my hair back since I got rid of my mohawk. You know, it's just the way I wear my fucking hair, and okay. it's like. Uh, oh wow, you had a mohawk. Oh yeah, man. That's I mean, sweet, I, dude. I, I've had. Awesome. You know, I was a little kid with a green mohawk and fucking moppy flop skate punk hairdo and all that shit. I have man. to ask you though, what kind of skateboard did you have? Man, I had so many skateboards, it was insane. I had everything from a Lance Mountain to a fucking Jason Lee, who's an actor now on TV and shit. Oh, he was, yeah, that's right. Yeah, which blows me away. He was like the Tony Hawk of street skating, and now he's like an actor. It's weird. I had the, um, I had like the, the second or third step up from the cheapest skateboard you can have. What, well, like a Nash Executioner? Well, there was the Nash, and there was the... <laughs> you know it. <laughs> then you had the Veriflex. The Veriflex. I had the uh, ripstick. <laughs> that motherfucker. Right on. I swear you would hit a pebble and you would fucking would fly off of it. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you, I still got a, like a slip disc in my back to this day off that piece of shit. Absolutely. I, when it got it got uh, like three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, it got asshole cold in North Carolina. I was like fucking getting out of bed limp and I was thinking about all the fucking knee collisions like god damn how dumb was that shit oh shit well if you want to do like an all encompassing music fest say it's like you and four or five other bands who would you line it up with it could be country punk I don't care damn man that's you should have asked me that like a little bit ago I had some time to think about that shit man god damn uh Motorhead. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Does so it have to be bands that are like still alive, or yeah. can they be dead? The Ramones. Okay. Um. Antiscene, Merle Haggard. Okay. I guess. <laughs> that's not fair though, because see, that's not okay. Ten bands. How about that? Okay, um, we can go with ten. That's good. <laughs> um, Chuck Berry. Oh wow. Okay. Little Richard. Uh, Cherry Lee Lewis. Um, okay. That, that's, that's, you know, I don't know. I can't do all 10. Even, I've done lost count, but yeah. <laughs> it's not a fair question, man. I'm not, I mean, I'm very, very. Uh, Waylon, Buddy Holly. All, well, I don't know about that Buddy Holly shit, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Waylon, definitely. Okay. I mean, you know. David Allen Coe. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Okay. Well, David Allen Coe, pre, pre-Kid Rock. Okay. I got you. Uh, the sellout. Pre-rap. The, the CMT, Toby Keith. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. All of those guys, to me, were amazing. Everyone. I mean, I have so many musical influences, and it's just... Uh, I got you. It's just... I, just I, can't, I cannot pin it down that easy. <laughs> well, it was just a random question. I just thought, what the hell? We'd just throw it at you and just... That's pretty cool. See what you cool. come up with. I kept on... I, I can keep coming for a while, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, man, I appreciate you taking the time out. Thank you all for special. having me very, very much. This is uh, real cool what you guys are doing here in Roanoke. I this think is it's really awesome. cool that you actually came up here. This venue is fucking really, really cool. It is. I mean, like, really, really cool. Uh, a lot of people have come and gone through here. Uh, a lot of legends. I heard about that. I was just like, God damn, hot. Yeah. I love it. 
It's a, you know, I hope that people of Roanoke support this place. I, I really do. They don't enough, but we're, that's typically we're hoping the way to change it works. That. Keep uh, on, and along it will. with Rebecca at Girly Punk, so we're hoping to to get that going. Well, you guys keep up the good work. This is really cool. Thanks for coming down to Charlotte and checking things out. Oh, we uh, had to after uh, watching a YouTube video. <laughs> It was, uh, plus being invited by Rebecca, we just definitely had to come check it Maybe out. Maybe we can so. get it rowdied out in here tonight. We'll see how things go. Hell yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, it. man. All right, Clint, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. I don't know your name, I'm sorry. Whiskey Brian. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, thank, thank you, man.
Joey Funk up here. <laughs> Show number 40. Uh, I've been drinking a little bit of Paps Blue Ribbon here uh, with Rebecca Stiff from Girly Punk Productions. Say hello. hello. Didn't that sound sexy as hell? Say it again. Hello. Say it again. Hello. <laughs> Actually, I have my notes right here, so. We'll check you out. Yeah, I'm hot shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we started the shit off with uh, flat tires on the loose for paying dues again. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the wrong song. <laughs> I didn't say you were an asshole. <laughs> I'm the asshole here. Everything is now thrown off. I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> we began the set off with mm, bourbon whiskey, which I wish I had some, actually. You don't need it anymore. <laughs> Oh, thank you. That was <laughs> courtesy of Rebecca from Girly <laughs> Punk Productions. <clears throat> yes, flat tires, bourbon whiskey. Follow that with the Cresslers, the mean-looking bitch. Don't talk about me like that. No, I'm actually looking into the bar. I see some mean-looking bitches in there. Uh, that was um, my uh, my brothers from Sweden. Uh, that was from the I'm a Cresslers album. If, if the Cresslers ever come here, Brian, I swear to God, my fucking liver is going to fall off. I will not survive this shit. The Cresslers are great. You guys would love the Cresslers. Hari is like, uh, kind of become like one of our best friends, even though we've never met him personally. Yeah, yeah. Great enthusiasm there, Brian. <laughs> After that, we had 800-pound gorilla with Dead Man's Curve. That was from the forthcoming album. 800-pound gorilla, um... Like I mentioned earlier, those guys have been uh, awesome friends of mine. Uh, been sending me some uh, comps and stuff in the mail. Can't thank those guys enough. After that, we had Moonshine with Drink Myself to Sleep, which I do quite a bit, and Rumble Club with Young Punks. Moonshine and the Rumble Club tunes both came off the Sounds of Gasoline comp CDs, volumes one through three. Woo! Well, here at the Coffee Pot, show number 40. Means it's all down here from here, brother. <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to go to the next set. Away we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
fly like a bee. No matter what you do, you'll never get away from me because I'm right behind you, baby. Right behind you, baby. I'm right behind you, baby, and you're never gonna get away, away, yeah. Well, you can make up your face, dye your hair. No matter what you do, just turn around and I'll be there because I'm right behind you, baby. Right behind you, baby. I'm right behind you, baby, and you're never gonna get away, away, yeah. Gonna get it no more. Well, you can fly through the clouds, sail on the sea. No matter what you do, you'll never get away from me because I'm right behind you, baby. Right behind you, baby. I'm right behind you, baby, and you're never gonna get away. Hey! 
Brian here. So what did you just hear? You heard the Reverend Horton Heat with Colin and Twisted. That was off of the Revival record released on the great Yep Rock label. The Phenoms with Home Brain Surgery Kit. Of course, that was released on the uh, album Home Brain Surgery Kit. Vince Taylor, uh, instant classic guy there uh, with Right Behind You Baby. Blank 77, great punk band with Are We Having Fun Yet? And ending that set was a great, great band that has unfortunately been uh, uh, not together anymore called Not Galley West with a song called Till the Devil Calls Me Home. So uh, we're here at the Coffee Pot, and we are here with Mad Brother Ward, Russ Ward, the man himself, with him too. This guy. And I'm just going to talk to Phil Blank's Right down an address. And oh, so there was this you. giant penguin. That, <laughs> hey, man, what's up? I was you interrupted my story. <laughs> Where'd the bird go? So how are you doing today? I'm jolly. Are you glad Is to this going to work? Because last time it was like, it sounded like I was like in a tunnel far, far away. Yeah, it's uh, we worked out those bugs. Hello. So I'm going to use my fancy radio voice. <laughs> You're listening to Whiskey and Waterbeds. So what's it, uh, have you, you're originally from Roanoke. Yeah, you know, when I was a little kid, can I tell a story that's completely unrelated? This, I'm I'm a little buzzed up, but anyway, when I was a little kid, my my dad was friends with a guy that worked for this old radio station that doesn't exist anymore called WPVR. It was mellow music. Wow. And he had this way of saying the call sign, WPVR, and... We would go out to see him every once in a while, and this is going to sound really retarded, but 
you know, my little dream when I was a kid growing up was I was going to be a radio guy. Okay. We would go home at the end of the night and we'd go and set up our Tinker Toys and stick a, a um, Nerf ball on the end of it. You know, yeah. So that was like our microphone. Break out a little Fisher Price turntable, <laughs> play our Kiss records back and forth, you know. That's all I ever wanted to do. I was a miserable failure. I never made it. Well, that's looking at the bright side of everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm a miserable failure. That's the bright side. I don't want to know the dark side of being a miserable failure. Keep up that positive attitude. <laughs> and we're, we're trying to do this, conduct we're this interview. We're just uh, uh, dodging they, uh, pool cues here. As they as have we are the, in the, uh, the hustler played the out before room. us. Strike and a miss. Right on. But uh, from... Uh, being from Ru- Roanoke. Ruinoke? Uh, yeah. Ruin. That explains a lot when you think about it. The land it's of true. ruin. Um, have, you, have you played shows here before? or You know what? Never. I've been here a bunch of times and seen a bunch of shows here, but I've never played here. I, okay. I used to come up with a, a friend of mine's band probably 10 or 12 years ago when they played at this place called The Melting Pot. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we'd come up a bunch. And, uh, you know, and then there was... Uh, the Iroquois, I came yeah, long-ass time ago with Anacene when they played at the Iroquois. Almost got in a fight. I don't know if, well, I doubt anybody that hears this will remember it, but, yeah. And then uh, I remember, actually, the very first memory of punk rock I ever had was from Roanoke. This, this might stir up some cobwebs for some people. All right. And I remember seeing an article in the, in the Roanoke Times about it, and Woo! I was probably about 10 or 12, and maybe old, and I was probably yeah 10 or 12 and the article was centered on the roanoke punk scene whatever it was in 1982 and um the band they featured was luke puke and the vomit yes yes and then 10 years later i show up you know with anti scene and guess who the opening act is luke puke luke puke sweet and it was just like this guy comes rolling in with a dog collar and he's shouting all these little like one-liners from like that i've heard on like gg live records and bootlegs i'm yeah. like okay dude you're working it a little too hard <laughs> he actually works at a cbs a cbs yeah he's like a pharmacist or something <laughs> that's, that's fitting oh well hopefully oh i'm sorry if you listen to this luke uh, we, we've thought about like actually like you Calling know, it CBS was, it was, it was, it was, it just, it was entertaining, but in a completely like backwards way, you right. know, it was right. like, you're entertaining, but not in the way you think you are kind of thing, you know, but whatever. I just was impressed that, you know, 10 years, I was like, it's the first punk rock band I ever heard of <laughs> and they're terrible, you know, but. And just so happens to have vomit and puke, you know. You no, know, I was like, if he starts doing that, I'm, I'm getting it, I'm going to. Block yeah, them, I don't you know, know if, he, if they ever did. But, oh, good. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a vomophobe. I mean, all that yeah. punk rock, whatever. I'm like, dude, I'm almost 40, and I'm like, if you can't hold your alcohol or whatever, just, you know, <laughs> I'm not 15. This ain't fucking high school. Right. We don't play like that. So yeah, I mean. Fucking get I, your shit together. Or, or I have a lot leave. of phobias about really anything that uh, comes but outward. This is this is like after two kids, you know? I'm yeah. like, I'm still like, ah. I'm, I don't know what it is, but whatever. That's, yeah. I just lost all my punk rock credibility saying that. <laughs> so. I don't know. I think more of the, the nastier thing is changing diapers. I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> what do you do? So, um, of course, you're playing the show tonight. 
what's coming up for Mad Brother Ward? Tonight? After. Or after? Right. Um, in the future? Or? In, in what regard? Just like uh, up shows or oh, are you going to be recording? Or? You know, no. Um, we're just going to, we're going to play. We got offered a show at the little hipster club in Charlotte. And I was like, well, this will be interesting. We'll go in there and, you know, spoil the party. And then uh, before we've even done that, they've already offered us. We're going to play with uh, Joe Buck yourself. Oh, wow. Joe Buck. Yeah. And um, we were kind of on the fence as to whether or not we wanted to do that or not. And we decided to go ahead and do it. And um, just because I think Joe Buck's a good guy, you know, I yeah. like him. And be fun to hang. I would have been out there anyway, you know. I was like, well, shit, we might as well go right. play. Right. Uh, so. Intense guy, too. You know, have you have you talked to him before? I've never. I've listened to other interviews with him, but we I haven't had the chance to. He's an interesting character. He um he broke down one time, uh, on a way to a, this, I don't know what if you'd call it a festival, but it was a big all day show thing with a car show and all this stuff. And Anasim played, and Joe Buck was playing, and they they toured together every spring, or they did last spring. And they're going to do it again this spring. Yeah, and um. We were driving up all separate to go. This is up in Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, we're from, of course, Charlotte. And uh, I get a call, and they're like, Joe Buck broke down. Can you go pick him up? I'm like, because I, I was like, well, I, I'm not very far out of town. I guess I can. So I had to go way the hell out of my way to go get him. We picked him up. So I had him in my car for a couple hours, you know. Oh, wow. And then, uh, you know, to and from this place. and. He's an interesting character. He's an interesting person. He's got a lot of interesting observations on life. And, but he's a genuine guy. And right. that was, you know, you, you wonder because when we traveled with him, you know, we didn't have a lot of interaction with him except when we got to the clubs and stuff because, right. you know, we traveled separate. And uh, so that was the most I've ever really talked to him. He had that guy, Captain Sean, from the band Throw Rag with him. Oh, okay. So they were both in the car at the same time, you know. So it was just, it was, a, it was an interesting ride, you know, <laughs> they, but they were really cool, genuine people, you know, oh, wow. and that, that was cool because I, I really like Throw Rag a lot. Yeah. And um, I really like Joe Buck too, you know, I mean, yeah. some people I don't like what he does so much because of that one man band thing or whatever. Right. But man, some of this stuff is just, if you, if you pay attention, he's doing some fucking oh, yeah. stuff. Man. Oh yeah. So I mean, that's insane. And it, speaking of, I, I guess as far as, um, playing music and creating as well um as far as for uh you and the uh dividers how does um your songwriting process work out and as far as your songs what do you kind of well I gain your in in inspiration from oh where do i get i get my inspiration uh <laughs> or, or, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. I, a lot of the stuff, if you listen, if you pay attention, a lot of the songs are, are, are uh, about, like, depression and, you know. We, we kind of came up with a half, half jokingly came up with the concept was heavy negative. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, but I always looked at it as kind of like, it's kind of a catharsis kind of thing. You know, it's like I sing about killing myself. Uh -huh. or people killing themselves or whatever. I don't really mean it. <laughs> Sing about it, and therefore, you know, you get it out that way. I don't know. I, you know, I really don't know. I, it, right. Song just, I'll, get, just a, I'll get a random idea, 
two lines that I'll put together. I'll write them down, and then I'll sit on them for like two or three weeks and bounce around ideas. And I mean, in some of the ideas, it's like I'll use an idea from like that I've had in my head for like 10 or 12 years that I've just never developed. Right. We're working on a new song now. We're not going to play it tonight. But it's called Worthless. Uh-huh. I've had the chorus forever. I can't remember when I wrote it. But I just finished the rest of the song around it recently. Oh, wow. And I don't know. It just, you know, it just takes forever to come up with some of that stuff. And then on the other hand, some of the things I write will come out in 10 minutes. Right. So you just, you know, you get a, I mean, it's punk rock, man. It ain't brain, it yeah. ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't rocket surgery. It ain't brain science. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Now, I guess going back to, um, I guess kind of the beginning. What in the beginning? Um, was there somebody that you heard or saw that you know made you think I got to pick up a mic and do oh, this? Oh well, I mean, I've, ever since I was a little kid, I don't know. I mean, I was telling the guys I have a memory. And this is really abstract stuff. This is how st- I have a memory of being really little. And my memory is in 1976, Kiss came to Roanoke. Yeah. And I remember seeing a TV commercial for it. Okay? Uh-huh. And I was like four years old maybe. Right. I, was, I think it was four. Four or five. And in my memory of it, it was like a stop motion thing. Now, I, this might be, you know... I, I have a, it's, you know, right. I, I could be completely wrong. I just remember seeing enough visual, though, because I was very into Flash. Okay. Uh, even, you know, all my life, I just, you know, anything that was Flash, like Kiss, Pro Wrestling, Evil Knievel, mm-hmm. you know, Brash, Big Talking, you know. Right. Woo! You know, yeah. I love that. And um, I saw that Kiss commercial, and I now I can remember... And we came up Electric Road tonight. I remember riding in my dad's truck up Electric Road between between where Lakeside Plaza is and where GE is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm from Charlotte, y'all. So I'm just I'm just letting you know I have a little <laughs> bit of history in the town. Anyway, I'm driving up, and I I don't know why I remember this. I don't remember why I remember where we were, but I do. And uh, I guess probably because you know Lakeside used to be out there, right? And it was always a big deal to ride by it. We rarely got to actually go there. But um, uh, Rock and Roll All Night came on the radio, and my brother was like, there's that band you've been talking about. And that, yeah. was, the, that was the first time I, was, I remembered associating a, a song with the actual visual, you know? Wow. And that's probably another reason why Kiss made such an impact on me. Right. And, you know, then it was just, you know, all through elementary school you drew pictures and bought the records and, you know, stare at the record covers because they're, vi- you know, very visual men. Right. But, you know, I, those records are, to me are great, those early Kiss records. I, I, you know, I wouldn't go see them now, but, right, right. you know, I still like that old stuff. And then when I got into the punk rock thing, and I think I said this last time, Anti-Scene was like a hard left turn for me. Yeah. I mean, very hard left turn. I mean, I, just, I can't even begin to tell you. It's like I was just really disenfranchised, and when, you know. And, All right, and uh, the uh, mid late '80s, man. 
it was all hair metal and stuff. Yeah. And I had no inkling of punk rock. I mean, I had a little bit because we moved out of Roanoke down to outside of uh, Norfolk. Okay. But I was trying to be like little, you know, Johnny Metalhead. Didn't want to hear that punk rock stuff. But at the same time, all that heavy metal stuff started getting like, I just wasn't into it, man. I was just lost. I didn't have any music that resonated with me. And I was too closed-minded to open myself up to anything that I thought was like, you know, I thought that punk rock stuff was skateboarders and, you know, I just thought that was wimpy. So it took a little while to get into it, you know, and, and I think Anticene was ideal for it because they weren't like a Southern California band, you know. They weren't wearing shorts and they weren't playing like Ibanez guitars and jumping around you know these are like big burly biker looking dudes and they meant it you know yeah and i remember seeing them and clayton jeff clayton was like back then was a lot not different but he was just you know he would throw himself around and stuff and i remember him throwing himself just off the stage and just landing at a clump at my feet and i was just like what do i do you know yeah do i help him up and if I touch him, is he going to punch me? I'm terrified of this guy, <laughs> right. you know? And I was just like, I came away from that just like overwhelmed, you know? Oh, I was yeah. just like, that is the most, that was the, you know. And I had seen a couple of punk shows before that, but nothing affected me like that. Wow. Actually, the very first punk show I saw, my bass player was the bass player in the band that I saw. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, so kind of kind of, kind of came full circle yeah, with that. Yeah, definitely, but, certainly. Uh, excuse me while I wet my palate. <laughs> and um so everything i knew back then was like local you know yeah and i didn't even grasp for a long time that there was such a thing as all are we okay on time yeah we're i, I was like i didn't grasp all ages shows and stuff mm-hmm. and i thought clubs you had to be 21 and stuff there's so much shit i missed i missed so much stuff yeah i missed the bad brains i missed like you know Circle jerks, I can, you know, just Danzig on his first tour, you know, and everybody tells me, oh, yeah, we all right. I was like, I didn't realize you could get in, you know. Yeah. I didn't know. So I, I was a slow learn to all that stuff. But, you know, like I said, really, though, seeing the anti scene, and that was um, the fall of 1989. That's how late of, you know, like I said, I saw a couple of shows before that, but that was the one where it was just like, whoa. Yeah, you know, I get that. That's something that speaks to me, you know. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I, I did not like Guns N' Roses. I didn't like, you know, and I don't think that's funny or quaint now. When I hear like, even people I like, people that are friends of mine, they talk about. Hey, we were fighting the other night at practice because they were talking about Cinderella. <laughs> oh, Cinderella was stellar. I was like, no, they weren't. They were yeah. terrible. Hated that stuff, man. I hated it. Still do. But I've gotten to be such a snob anymore that you know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. That's, that's but I don't think so. As long as you don't. Yeah. That's all right. You like what you like. but um, and, and certainly for those who, say, didn't listen to the previous show and um, are certainly interested in following up with you guys and listening to your music and all that good stuff, how can people go about... Um, getting information about your band oh um well there's a facebook thing and there's a myspace thing there's there's a myspace page for the old band the screaming street trash band which has the stuff from the records Uh uh-huh 
the, re the records were reissued last spring on Zodiac Killer Records, which I guess have their own website, ZodiacKiller.com yeah. or ZodiacKillerRecords.com. I'm not sure. Um, there's no recorded divider stuff. There may or may not be. I oh, don't wow. know. I'm kind of I'm 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 on my last ride here. I'm gonna wrap it up here in about 18 months, and then I'm really? stopping. Well, stopping punk rock. Okay. Then, then I'm gonna begin my my you know my my true calling as a country troubadour. <laughs> see, you can't see my visual face. I'm, I'm like rolling my. Eyes. No, I do. I listen to a lot of honky tonk country now. Okay. But and then I sit at home and I I'm like writing these songs. I'm thinking, yeah, this sounds like a Merle Haggard song. And then I'll play it back. And go, no, it sounds more like Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> I, I ain't got it. I ain't got it at all. You know, I'm the only. I I'm the only one that likes my own songs. I'm my own biggest fan. It's pathetic. But, but shouldn't that be? You know, I mean, you should certainly like what you. Well, I you know if I could get if I could get a good band and do it, but I can't really sing like that. I've all you know, whatever. I, but that's what I like to do. My favorite record of the last couple of years, in fact, the last of the last ten years, the best two records have come out is uh, Pat Todd, singer from the Lazy Cowgirls, has put out his solo records, uh -huh. and uh, they're so great. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the first one's like a double album, you know, and it's like first album's kind of electric, and the second one's more acoustic, and then the other one's kind of a mix. And it's so good. It's just good rootsy rock and roll, kind of New York Dolls meets Honky Tonk. Yeah. And it's it's great, man. And that's I was like, God, if I could do that as well as that guy, and have people that could do it, you know, that's what I'd like to do. Wow. And that's kind of what I hope to graduate to when I grow up. Well, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. But. In the meantime, I'm just going to do my snarling. Well, I mean, that's I mean, I it's, that. it's certainly it's awesome. It's I have awesome. a good time with it. I, I'm lucky. I've got a good band. Yeah. I re I'm really lucky because I've had some probably less than good bands at points. Yeah. I mean, I've always had kind of a revolving lineup. Even the Screaming Street Trash had a revolving lineup. But um, this is probably the strongest lineup I've ever had. Oh, wow. I'm really lucky. Yeah. I don't take it for granted. Awesome. You know, I mean, I, I talk about us bickering amongst ourselves. We do that, but you know, we're usually end up laughing. So yeah, you know, and so I'm having a good time. And that's all you can have. That's all you can have. So. But we certainly, uh, you know, for a has been never was. <laughs> oh come on! But uh, certainly, Russ, we appreciate you being on here and uh it's awesome to talk to you well i like doing this a... this is fun i like listening to your show wow pretty, wow that means a lot we listen to it and i like it's something for me to listen to at work and uh i mean whatever i enjoy yeah. it that's awesome man. you're listening to whiskey and water beds with my brother ward See, there you go <laughs> there's your id sweet thank you thank you so much but what else you got on your playlist tonight? Uh, we got one last song, which is The Flat Tires with PBR. You're going to be hearing The Flat Tires with PBR, which I believe is a, isn't uh, that a they cover? They did that with Alan hell, King. Hell, yeah. yeah. I used to know Alan. I remember Alan way before he even had Hell Stomper. Really? Yeah. And then uh, we kind of, I guess, had a falling out or whatever. And then when the CD got reissued, he put up a really nice review, really glowing review on one of his blogs. And uh, I was really humbled by that because, you know, uh, 
I, you know, I just, you don't know where sometimes, you know, time yeah. leaves you kind of with a question mark. So I was, I was really thankful for that, you know. And I, he used to do a fanzine called Kill the Scene. Oh, wow. And it inspired me to write the song Kill the Scene. Such, you know, it was a really good, really smart, clever, smart fanzine, you know. But am I taking up too much time talking? Oh, no, we're, we're all right. But, uh... And the flat tires are, you know, one of my, like, three favorite bands out of North Carolina. There's the flat tires, obviously, anti-scene, which goes without saying. And then this band called the Self-Made Monsters. Uh-huh. And uh, Self-Made Monsters are just so fucking great, it's not even funny. They're yeah. just totally, just like, kind of a punk meets garage rock meets psychedelic meets, I don't know. They're just, they're just you know, just a snotty little super retardo <laughs> band. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Punch Phil from the anyway. uh, uh, Phil. I said Phil. <laughs> Clint. With it. So. Oh, good. He, he deserved that. Anyway, he's gonna hear that and he's gonna hate me. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, oh, self-made monsters. Yeah. I need to get y'all hooked up with them guys because they're great. That would be awesome. So those are my favorite bands out of North Carolina. Probably my favorite bands. Period. So. Awesome. I don't like much. I'm a snob. Well. <laughs> as long as you like something like well you know like i said i like them them pat todd records and i enjoy that we get to travel around with uh joe buck when i'm riding around with and i seen yeah work with and i seen you know so i'm always happy when he's opening because a lot of the opening bands we have to sit through is it's a test of patience <laughs> but you never you know sometimes you get you get surprised uh, we were down in san antonio and they had these little uh, hardcore bands playing, and, and they were, like, really good. I mean, they were, like, good old-school hardcore bands, yeah. and they were just – and they were cool kids, and it was just, like, a surprise, you know? Because, yeah. you know, some places you go, and it's just like, did y'all just decided to make a band, like, today, you know? It's just like, I don't know, but that's just me. I'm a snob. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. But I'm going to sit at the right hand of Lester Bangs in hell. All right. In rock and roll hell. <laughs> Got to be somewhere. Well, yeah. Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we certainly, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And we're really looking forward to the set tonight. And I, I can't wait. Well, hopefully we won't suck. I doubt that. <laughs> but all right. Here's Kid Andy. He's a guitar player. You got anything to say to the whiskey and water beds people? Oh, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Awesome. <laughs> well, all right. And there you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, man. Brad? How old are you, Brad? I'm 33. Uh, Rebecca? said you had, like, seen a lot of people in your time. Uh, off. Well, through the Roanoke scene, yes. Okay. Uh, I'm originally from Lynchburg. I moved up here in 97, 98, around there. And as far as the old local bands go, uh, of course, in the heyday, you had the Jane Doe's, and sta- stations were basically, I guess, the kings of the scene, okay. all, along with, with the Jane Doe's and Toxic Shock and 
Johnny Boy and Fallen John, and then of course you got Luke Puke and the Vomit. Oh, which, so you saw those guys? Yes and no. I didn't see Luke Puke and the Vomit during their heyday, okay. but they did re- resurrect a few years ago, and I saw them then. But unfortunately, I did not get to see those guys during the heyday. Oh wow! No kidding. So, that's fucking crazy. So, did they yeah. still do like the same stuff that they did back in the day? Or? Yeah, uh, yes, they did. They uh, did all their old stuff. That no new material. John just wanted to do more or less the old stuff, so they didn't write any new material. And John said goodbye and called it quits. Oh wow! So it was real nice to actually get to see him perform. So I've always heard stories from the old Iroquois and the melting pot days, uh, how he would get crazy, but the old boys kind of calmed down quite a bit. No kidding. Fuck. Yeah, come on back. Yeah. We're lining you guys up. We're going to fucking talk all night. Yeah, we do. No, we got, like, we can, like, add stuff in. It's a two-parter. All right. Anyway, it's cool, man. I appreciate you talking and talking about your experiences and stuff. Oh, and, yes. Uh, thank thank you. And uh, we're going to roll into the next interviewee Jimmy with King. Jimmy King. Jimmy King. Hey, man. Oh, thanks. Yes, sir. It's like a sherbet cone or something. <laughs> Jimmy King's with uh, The Dividers. I am. Mad Brother War and The Dividers. Uh, you've played with uh, quite a few legends in your time. I have. Name all. I used to play in a band, I used to play in a, play in a band in, the, in the 80s called Misguided Youth and from Charlotte. And um, I don't know if you heard of them. I, don't I have actually heard of Misguided Youth. I remember uh, back in the Maximum Rock and Roll days because there were so many bands that exactly. they would make it into there. So um, we, we first started out at Church of Musical Awareness, which is right next door to the Milestone. Okay. And we did, um, we, our first stuff was with Annie Scene in like 80, 85, 86. Okay. I was a little kid, and I learned how to play bass on stage, and um, it was cool. And then um, Jeff produced our first record. Jeff Clayton? Jeff Clayton did, produced okay. our first record, and it took us to, um, ironically enough, the same night, the Dead Boys were playing at the Milestone. It was a snowing, and it was... Um, I would say December of some some sort. It was it was one the Dead Boys last tour, and we got to go and there was like eight, I was 15 and Jeff snuck us in, and we went to see the Dead Boys uh, on. And what more can I say? That's it. Damn. Somebody the ambulance got called. There was there were probably 20 people in the audience. Somebody had to get the ambulance got called and uh, we saw the goddamn Dead Boys. Shit. That's incredible. Yep. And then um, about uh, two months later, the Lords came through. Okay. Which was uh, Steve Bader's. It was Brian Lords James. Lords New Church. Yeah, Lords okay. New Church. Uh, uh, Brian James, uh, Dave Tragunna from Champ 69, and the, the drummer, I forget, uh, I'm losing this name right now because I'm drunk, uh, was uh, from Velveteen or something. I, I forget, but they were... The Lords were cool for the 80s, you know what I mean? Uh, I dug them. Uh, and then uh, the, the the best part of my career was uh, opening for the Ramones at Kidnappers. Damn. Um, and I would say 87. It was on the halfway to Sanity. And it was cool. I mean, 
got to meet him and stuff, but whatever. That's it. You're currently the <laughs> member of the uh, Jeff Clayton and the Mongrels, too, aren't you? I think, I'd, to be honest with you, I think the Mongrels are done. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I play in a band called Drat as well. Okay. And Drat, uh, I love Drat, but I think Drat's done as well. Uh, and I'm, at, uh, I'm currently with Mad Brother Ward and the uh, the Worry Wart, the Worry Warts. Let me let me say something real quick. Seriously, the first punk rock show I ever went to in my entire life was uh, in Charlotte. Uh, saw a band called Misguided Youth. It was this guy's band, and it's like where was that? For, full uh, the old 4808, the original one. That was like our Central. last show ever. I was there. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Congratulations. Hey. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know. You get a star for that. Well, that's. I, I get. I get. I get two stars. For what? <laughs> Not four, but two. I don't know. For being. Being there. cool. Being cool. Right. Cooler than I'm just cooler saying. Than you should be. For me. For me. Seriously. Dead serious. And this sounds stupid, but it just. It was kind of cool to have playing with Jimmy. You know. It's like. Wow. Awesome. Thank you, Russ. Wow. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass you. I'll just <laughs> But, no, we had a good times back in the days, man. I saw we played with uh, Dead Milkman like 20 times. Played I mean, the, did you tell him about playing with the Ramones? I did tell him about playing with the Ramones. Did you tell him about getting to see the uh, Dead Boys, which you never let me forget? I did, but, you know, you know the <laughs> night, <laughs> I, I told him that the night was when uh, Jeff produced the Muscatee's record. Right, right. And then he took us out there. It was snowing, and it was yep. t- horrible. Yep. Cheetah Crow's birthday, I think, or the uh, day before. Maybe Cheetah Crow's birthday. I have the autograph to prove it. Yep. I've showed them to you. Miss Scott Youth, DTK, baby. And, and he's also the uh, star of the new Sex Pistols DVD. Oh, uh, I am. I did go. What what's it called? They'll always be in England. He for for about uh, a nanosecond, you can clearly. I'm see in the front row at at, at uh, Brixton Academy. Yeah, Brixton for Academy the, in England uh, at the, the Sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols reunion. No shit. As a true statement of fact. So I mean, I I, I, do, I do my stuff. I ain't trying to gloat about it, but <laughs> gloat, gloat. Well, no, no, no. Russ Ward. Whenever we say, uh, he's, whenever we bring up the Dead Boys, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw the Dead Boys, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck you, Jimmy. Oh wow. Like I, I saw Andy. I saw Andy. <laughs> I, I I remember seeing Andy scene before they got into the uh, wrestling phase, and they were more punk rock. I mean. Oh, I don't, I, did I just step on something? Uh, uh, they they were uh, they were like more punk rock than less redneck stuff. But uh, you know, they, uh, Jeff Clayton's one of my idols, along with the uh, you know uh, Push uh, Beaumont Playboys, one right. of my idols. Um, that's all I gotta say, man. That's cool. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you taking time out and talking to us and. Uh, it, and Joey, it was nice you, to meet I you. Mean, Joey, with, fuck up, but call me Joey. <laughs> yeah, I'm Joey, fuck up. I, you've, been, well, you've walked with legends. I feel honored to even no, be no, your no, presence, you're, dude. You're full of shit. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, I'll, I will t- I'll tell you this one funny story about Steve Baders. I saw him and I shook his hand and it felt like a, lo- a noodle. It felt like a wet noodle. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> of course. That's awesome. I love that, man. That's just fucking great. So, if, if, those are, if those are your idols, then God bless you. you yes, as he should. I mean, All right. Who the fuck? I'm a loser. No, he's he's a cool dude, man. But 
you know, he's a fucking drug addict and a fucking made some good music. What do you say, man? I know a bunch of drug addict guys that make good music. What more do you got to say? No, don't be. Don't make them your heroes. They're just regular dudes. Well, you. Anyway, I appreciate the. Uh, Thanks, Joey. The time you took out, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Well, all right. Next, we've got up. Got the, the screws. <laughs> We're getting ready to get screwed. Woo! <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Normally. Normally who? Normally I don't go knocking on doors, but would you like to buy a set of encyclopedias? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the... Uh... Yeah, we got the screws. <laughs> so you guys are from uh, D.C., right? Yeah, we're from D.C. Yeah, we're from D.C. The District of Criminals. <laughs> Thanks, man. So what have you guys been drinking tonight? All day. All day? All right. Yeah, that's what we've been drinking today. Straight beer or what? Yeah, I think so. Anything <laughs> that's free. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, it started early. Beginning of the road trip, we started. So. <laughs> I slept most of the way, though, after I got drunk. <laughs> so I'm well-rested drunk now. So uh, for those who... Don't know who you, guys, who you guys are. Tell us a little about how the screws came to be and well, what this is all about. Well, you say your name. Kind of it. Hand the mic over so we can all say. Okay. Hi, I'm Irie. Yeah. Matt, guitar. Tom, <laughs> guitar. I'm Brian, the drummer. Johnny, fuck you, boots. Oh, can I say cuss words? Uh, you I can play bass. <laughs> It's an interweb. So, uh, earlier we were talking about, as far as DC, uh, we were also uh, certainly talking about uh, uh, the feelings towards, say, Henry Rollins or Ian McKay there in DC. The whole thing comes about that is it uh, uh, puts some effort into it, you know? I don't understand why they think well they they made something out of nothing and that's you know really cool but like why not help it as it goes along and they totally just left us all go so we're on our own so it's fine yeah if we're on our own we're on our own (laughs) How, how long have you guys been together uh i mean the screws have been together since like I don't know, like 2090-something. Uh, 2090-something. <laughs> We're from the future. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, seriously, we've been around for a long time. We just keep changing uh, members. And, but, uh... Yeah, we keep... But the, uh, the... The bass player and the uh, drummer have been together forever. And the lead singer. We've yeah. been together since... Uh, and real life partners. We've been together... Yeah, we've been together <laughs> since like 98, They're I like think. They're like a married couple. Yeah. It's cute. Wow. And uh, what's coming up for you guys? Any tours or recordings? Yeah, a recording. We, yeah, we just got done with a recording. We should have a full length out 
soon, maybe, someday. I think we owe the recording studio money. So, uh, you know, we, we got bills to pay before that happens. But uh, hopefully someday we'll be able to scrape up the cash that we need. And we're also taking donations. So if anybody out there would like to uh, donate money to the Screws full-length album, we shall accept your donations. Thank you. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, is there an album title yet? or? Yeah, it's called... Uh, <laughs> called uh, aggressive behavior because that's what the screws were called before they were called the screws they were called aggressive behavior okay okay awesome and uh and that that was before i was born though <laughs> that long ago wow and, and for those who say haven't heard of you or want to check out your tunes or see where you're playing where can uh, people check out your stuff www dot myspace forward slash the screws <laughs> fantastic <laughs> what, what? this is Tom Slick he loves crawdaddies and loose women yeah that's right this is uh it's gonna be my first show with the guys tonight but uh so it'll probably be a train wreck yeah it could be if the drummer can do anything about it <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so first show with these guys, man. I've been hanging out with them since I was like 14. They're good guys. I'm psyched to play with them, and we're gonna tear this shit down tonight, man. Right on. Is this uh, your first time down here in Roanoke playing, or? Yeah, we play down oh, here awesome. all the time. Okay. We usually come down for the massacre. Okay. For Valentine's Day massacre, we usually oh, come sweet. down for that. We uh, we always come down for the farm dysfunction. Okay. When that goes on. Yeah. The what? That's a lot of fun. Oh, Factory 324? Yeah. Yeah, that place was... Uh, it was all right. The guys who ran it were kind of a mess. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's how most, most places are. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, it's a great venue, but the people that run it are They're gonna, fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't know what to piss So, uh, um, are any of you guys? I mean, um, any of you guys? Is this your main band, or are you are you guys involved in other projects? Or? I think this is kind of the main one. Like, like Tom and John are in uh, Baby oh, and Brian too. Actually, yeah, or yeah, Babies yeah. with Rabies. Another band. Yeah, there's a lot of incestuous shit going on. We've we uh, we've had some other projects. Yeah, we did like Critical Condition for a little while. Sweet. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, they're you know they're pretty much just like it, it, like their other band. All they have to do is get rid of like their singer and their other guitarist, and they would just be the Screws. So easy transition. There you go. You know, it's there like uh, oh no, he quit the band. Okay, well. Yeah. John just does it to piss his wife off. <laughs> He's like, I need more bands. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Turd Ferguson. That's my other band. I played with a band called Turd Ferguson once. <laughs> <That's a great laughs> <band. laughs> that was in Altoona, Pennsylvania. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we played at a dog kennel. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously, it was dog a dog kennel, kennel. and uh, on the weekends they have shows there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The dogs like all like. <laughs> no, they were like in a separate house. Oh, they were okay. Like, uh, <laughs> 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 
dogs, they like you a lot. Well, it probably would have been a more entertaining show if it was just the dogs yeah. instead of us, but... <laughs> the dog show. Hey, that's bad. <laughs> wow. So, so, so what do you do this for? I mean, uh, shits and giggles or, you know? Uh, we just do it because... Uh, Giggles and shits. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you um, be places and on drugs if they didn't. <laughs> hey, you got a point there. We're trying to keep our asses off the streets. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we got kicked out of all the uh, midnight basketball tournaments. like that kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty. Yeah. I was yeah. stringing you with this microphone. <laughs> oh, it's. Motherfucker. <laughs> that sounds kinky. So, so why don't you ask Brian about uh, prawns? Uh, well, actually, we do it because um, there's a lot of underground bands out there that need to be heard, and we do this because we get them out there and do the best we can to to get promotion for the underground bands out there. We Thank d- you. There you it's it, there's a lot of unsung heroes out there in the rock and roll or other music genres and we we put it out there so people can hear them and discover them so these bands can fucking get a following that's why we do it for the love of music plain and simple period very very noble cause <laughs> very noble yes. thank you guys for doing this that's, I mean that's great I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a simple truth. It yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I was there with Brian. Brian's in it with me, and that's why we do it. Yeah, we do matches. I don't think uh, anything anything happened more than uh, when we were playing down at the U-Turn. I mean, like, when we were playing with, uh, like, the homeowners and uh, uh, official, I mean, like, how many shows do we have down there? They were, like, just totally kicked ass. What... I'm just saying. Is correct. We, 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 we did a lot of shows. We did a lot of shows to put the music out there. Yes, we did. Uh, but this guy is drunk, also. Uh, but it did make a difference in our scene in DC. And I think these guys are making a difference in their scene, I hope. It's like, uh, we all got to try. That's and right. That's, that's right. That's basically what it's all about. I love it. I'll never be a sellout because I'm a lazy bastard. <laughs> well, we, we certainly uh, thank you guys for talking to us. And uh, we're really excited to uh, I mean, hear the, the set. The way, I'm, the way I look at it is... <laughs> There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bands on the underground that I think are more talented than what's yeah. on the fucking radio now. Hell yeah. But are they getting played? No. And we're if, not getting any money either. <laughs> no, and which we're not we're not in it for the money. But we're definitely not. If we can discover bands that are fucking that are good, like you guys or who's playing out here I think tonight. We need to drop our cuss words. <laughs> Yes, if we bleep, 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 bleep. If we bleep, and then bleep. If, uh, if we can bleep. Hey, if we can get if we can get bands out there and get them listened to, we've done, we've done our job, and it's not like we're trying to make money off this because we just love music. and it, it, It's respect for the bands that we like, plain and simple. We're here to have fun. We're the screws. We're at the Coffee Pot Roadhouse. We're having fun tonight. Come on down wherever you are. 
Because they're going to screw you. You're getting screwed tonight. Ro- <laughs> Roto, Roto, you're getting screwed. Woo. Even though you're going to probably get this like a week later. But you'll still get, <laughs> yeah, but you'll still get screwed. Right. Like, they're going to have a bunch of people show up. They're going to be like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Yeah, he said we're gonna get screwed tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna rack your socks off if you're wearing them. I know you guys don't wear them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Joey Fuck Up. And I guess this is the end of the show, I guess, tonight. Yeah. Ryan? Yeah. It's the end of the show. Thanks a lot, fellas. As other shows. Thank, thank you guys. Seriously, thank you guys for like taking the time out and talking to us and uh Let's, let's get some socks thanks, thanks for buying us all those shots of beer. <laughs> huh. Yeah, Brian, thanks. What? <laughs> thanks for those hookers before and after the show. Uh, that was just my mom and sister. <laughs> and... <laughs> Brian's going to get everybody hand jobs in the parking lot later. <laughs> oh, there's a glory hole. Stall number three. Huh. What? Stall number what? <laughs> they put two stalls in here. Yeah, people yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we. Uh, anyway, mm. but th- but thank you guys for for talking to us so much, and uh, we're really looking forward to you guys playing tonight. But this is Whiskey Brian. <laughs> Whiskey Brian, you got some company here. <laughs> this is Whiskey Waterbeds number forty. We're chilly. Fuck up pot. here. Show number 40, it means it's all down here from here, brother. <laughs> Even though we, uh, <laughs> it's not like we were going uphill or anything. Yeah. But we got one of us. The Queef Sisters are coming up next. <laughs> really? That's awesome. But we got one last song, oh, yeah. uh, Flat Tires. Flat Tires doing PBR with Alan King, the legendary Alan King. But uh, thanks for everyone for listening. So we're closing this out, and uh, anyway, I suck, and... Uh, Brian's going to, like, suck literally in the parking lot. Fuck you, man. Guys, we're going to go get wasted now. All right.